Well, hello, and welcome to the County Conversation, a podcast featuring employees and subject matter experts from the Fairfax County government discussing programs, services, and items of interest to residents of Fairfax County. I'm your host, Jim Person, and on this edition of the Conversation, we're going to talk with Chris McGow, Sustainable Procurement Coordinator with the Department of Procurement and Materials Management. We're going to be talking about DPMM's Responsible Sourcing Program and how to sell to Fairfax County. So, Chris, thanks for being with us on the podcast today. Jim, thanks so much for the opportunity. Absolutely glad to have you, and I'm proud of myself for getting through that title, Sustainable Procurement Coordinator, but also the Department of Procurement and Materials Management. For some reason, I have a hard time with procurement. (laughs) No, we're behind the scenes. Uh, Not many people interact with us, so um, this opportunity to to bring the message out to the community is a great one. Um, but that's why people people fumble with that name. It's abstract. <laughs> it's hard to understand. So let's demystify it. Let's let's do it. What what does the Department of Procurement and Materials Management do for Fairfax County? Yeah, we are the business hub of the county. So so at a at the highest level, the county and the school system collectively spend about a billion dollars a year to to operate the government to bring these really important services out to to the residents uh so that that requires goods and services and and really smart um acquisition or or as we're we're calling it sourcing right so we're behind the scenes we're sort of the department that helps make that possible make it efficient. And one of the things that we're going to talk about today is responsibility and sustainability, which is a really important aspect of, of our business relationship mm-hmm. with, with the supplier community. So we're behind the scenes and, and even it, it's behind the scenes right now, but I'm so proud to be part of the Department of Procurement because we are playing a, uh, a critical role in the emergency response. It's f- trying to find suppliers to deliver these mission critical goods uh, right. as, as we respond to this emergency. Right. Well, let's talk about the, the COVID-19 pandemic for a minute and how things sure. are working differently for folks in procurement and materials management. Uh, talk a little bit about, about what's different and, and how it's challenging. Yeah, for sure. So first of all, like many people, like the word supply chain was probably abstract to most people maybe two months ago, uh, but it's sort of come down to sort of like a, a normal level where people kind of understand it. When you go to the grocery store and you're maybe looking for some flour and they don't have it, the the this supply chain has been disrupted and, and in different ways to, when you're talking about different, um, different products. So that is, that is the chief kind of challenge that my my colleagues are facing in the, in the department of procurement so as we're trying to source these critical supplies uh, for the whole county we are dealing with supply chains that are both disrupted but also we're dealing with suppliers that are totally different there was mm-hmm. an article uh, i think in the in the recent past in the washington post and it was talking about the wild west of of uh, face masks and how um, the the global uh, supply chain there is is uh, riven with fraud and, and and other really challenging things. So it's it's a critical thing that uh, that our de- that staff in the Department of Procurement are doing to try to find legitimate and um, and solid suppliers for these for these critical supplies. What are some of the things you do? Now, but also, you know, normal, you know, air quote, normal times before pandemic to, as you say, maybe vet suppliers figure out, you know, are they legitimate suppliers? But I'm also assuming 
trying to get the best price from multiple suppliers? Yeah, for sure. So competition is always part of it. And that's a big part of what the Department of Procurement does is try to run um, as competitive of a procurement process as possible to both be fair and transparent to all the businesses that might want to to uh, provide those goods or services, but also to drive that that price down and to achieve some of the other things that we're looking for. We really want to diversify our supply chain in normal times, but even now uh, it's critical. Uh, diversity is resilience. When we have multiple points of, of uh, so, so, uh, multiple sourcing opportunities, that's that's resilience. So that that was a big part of what we were doing before. Um, and it, it continues to be even more important today. Um, so we, we, we uh, this is an interesting stat, 41% of the county's uh, spending, annual spending, is uh, done with small women-owned and minority-owned businesses. And that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's, a, that's a good number. We're trying to improve that number. But that goes to the importance of, of trying to diversify our supply chain. So that, that kind of task was there before as we were uh, trying to bring new suppliers, diverse suppliers into the game. It's definitely part of it now. The vetting process is both to try to get to, to bring in these diverse suppliers, but also now more we're more concerned with fraud and, and other really interesting issues on a global scale where, where our supply chains were a bit less global sort of pre-pandemic. Our topics today are going to kind of intermingle in between each other. We're talking yeah. about, you know, responsible sourcing, but also how to sell to Fairfax County. So that seems like a great time to ask you that that question. You say 41% of Fairfax County spending is with the, the small women and minority owned businesses. Uh, you know, if somebody is in that other, you know, what is that? 59%, my math is horrible. And that other, other percentage, and they're not um, getting business from Fairfax County, what's the recommendation? How do they, how do they yeah. tap into the Fairfax County government? Yeah, I mean, this, so this is great. We, we've hosted uh, and we do, we continue to host selling to Fairfax workshops and this outreach to the supplier community is, is critical. I would say more critical in the smaller business community as the resources are a little bit different. The bigger businesses seem to be, uh, you know, well aware of, of public government procurement and so the the key question is how how do you do it and I, and, right. and I think right now there's two messages that are that are important. Number one is that we are still looking for sources for these mission critical and emergency supplies. So if if there, if there are listeners out there that that are in that market, we we want to know about you, and we want we would like to to strike up a conversation. Um, so it's really easy to do that. The way to do, to find us is the county's website www.fairfaxcounty.gov/procurement, and that's our main landing page. And there's a little email us button at the top. I would highly recommend. Please reach out if there are any uh, PPE, hand sanitizer, other uh, products or services that that would fall under that emergency response um, realm. Please let us know. Mm. Easy message. The the second one is that business continues to operate so we still we as of right now we have 15 solicitations these are uh, contract solicitations where we're inviting the business community to participate and give us offers then we make awards based on uh, price or best value depending um the those are ongoing so we continue to 
help the county operate in a normal capacity. So businesses in the community need to know both of those elements. So to participate in the normal process, everything is is sort of normal. That there are some small changes in, and I think more efficient changes is that if that we've pivoted to an online. Um, uh, bidding uh, platform. So mm. there, off businesses do not need to bring uh, proposals or bids into our office physically. And so it's, it's a much more streamlined and um, safer process. Um, but how to, I think the one resource that people don't realize is there, and it's a good forecasting tool for that, for the normal business operation side of things is uh, we post all of our uh, current contracts on our website. So again, if they've, if uh, any listeners visit uh, our procurement landing page, there's a button on the left side called the contract register. And this shows all of our current contracts. It shows who the contractors are. And most importantly, it shows that expiration date. And it's here that the business community can use that information to forecast when uh, an opportunity is going to to pop up in the future. That forecasting tool, uh, it, it, it'll, you know, give every, you know, then the business can focus their effort on, on that moment in time that they know the opportunity is going to be there. Right. The other thing that's key is how the county advertises business opportunities. We post every, we, we post it all on our website, which is, which is great, but we also use a tool called um, EVA or EVA. And it's the state of Virginia's procurement portal. Um, the web address for that is um, www.eva.virginia.gov. And this is key as um, uh, suppliers, prospective suppliers can register, sign up there, and they would receive automatic notifications when business opportunities were posted that matched their, um, you know, their interests or their, what they can supply. And it's for the whole state of Virginia. So many local governments also advertise using that tool and the state government does as well. So it's a really key tip to broaden the, um, the market for a, for a prospective business. So glad you brought up the point about, you know, other business continues or regular business continues because Fairfax County government has not closed during this pandemic. Now, the Buildings have been, many buildings have been closed to uh, the public entering the building, but county agencies have had to transition their, you know, service provision to online or remote or those kind of things, but the county government has not closed. So, again, there are regular business functions still continuing. Has that, you know, complicated or, or made DPMM's life you know, hundred percent harder or fifty percent harder. <laughs> That's a good question. The 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 core business product that comes out of our office is a contract, and in it, it, it you know, in the old, olden days, you know, two months ago, it was a physical like paper contract. Mm. So there have been some challenges to to transition things into an electronic workflow. But um, I'm so proud of, of that department in that we had already been moving towards efficient solutions, this online um, bidding tool for our for our business community. So it just kind of sped up the uh, the rollout process. And now, it, like I said, we have 15 opportunities posted. So we're doing OK. And the staff behind the scenes are working hard to full, to to keep the county going. Um, e examples of things that the business community could compete for right now is there's a solicitation for bus shelter maintenance. 
um, underground fuel tank removal and replacement. So as uh, sewer rehabilitation, there's a number of, of sort of those normal operating requirements mm-hmm. that, that we are looking for um, as many and as strong of a proposal as, as we can get for these right. services. Now, a couple you mentioned there, to me, sound like they are huge, like maybe maybe not in dollars, but huge as in equipment needed or resources needed. Are there other types of services or programs that, you know, like your mom and pop business in Fairfax County could could provide or opportunities to provide to the county? Yeah, totally. So that's a, such a great question. On some levels, Fairfax County's requirements can be onerous to mm-hmm. um, to to small businesses. A good example of that would be um, custodial services. The county has a, a large number, uh, like a, a large um, array of businesses located in, excuse me, a large array of um, facilities located across the county that, that have different requirements. So if we were to bundle all of those things into one um, uh, solicitation for the business community, realistically, only the biggest businesses can compete. So um, what we try to do is look at industries that have um, uh, like really diverse um, supply chains and markets. And we really try and unbundle um, uh, requirements uh, to the extent uh, possible to give those smaller businesses a better chance to uh, succeed and win um, a part of the contract to um to get their foot in the door to help to you know to help them grow and and on a lot of levels the the local um small business that's anchored in in and around our community they have a lot of innovative ideas to offer there's there's some real benefits that come from from working with those um kinds of suppliers so we want that so i i would say that as a business is looking through these solicitations you know, some of it is long. They're they're 40 pages long with requirements. Uh, But what we try really hard to say that multiple awards may be made uh, on a given solicitation. And that allows us some flexibility to say that, you know, part A of the contract is going to go to this company, part B to this other company, and part C to that company. That allows allows us to distribute things, again, get a diverse and, and resilient supply chain, and maybe partner with with some of these local companies so it's not it's not out of the question it takes a little bit of a a a dive into these require into these solicitations to 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 really see if if part or all um could be met by that small business Mm -hmm. well one of the questions i had written down i wanted to make sure i i asked it and didn't forget it was when i first think about trying to do business with fairfax county you know hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars, you know, um, 1.2 million people in the county. My my first thought is, oh, it's going to be so complicated to do business with Fairfax County. But I think you've mentioned a couple of things, workshops and other things. Y'all are not only there to buy right, if you will, but also to increase the amount of spending with small women, minority-owned businesses. So I guess there are some educational components there as well. Yeah. And Jim, the the most uh, I'm here. I, there's a there's a team of staff that um, that are available to the supplier community to to answer these these questions um, to help with the pro- to help demystify the the process. Mm. And even more than that, we're actively looking for feedback about what particular elements of the procurement process, as it is uh, constructed now, um, create 
uh, barriers for for different types of businesses. Um, mm. we, that feedback is really really important as we as we work towards um, making our supply chain more diverse um, and then resilient. We wanna we want that feedback. We want to understand where those barriers are um, to provide the most meaningful resources, workshops, education, um, et cetera, that we possibly can. But my, I, maybe this is the time to actually give my phone number out and I'm, <laughs> I'm happy to do it. This is, I can give my direct line and I encourage any supplier wow. to give me a call and, uh, and I'm happy to answer any questions. Well, let's, and let's make sure we give the main number too, because I don't want you to sure. be overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. Um, first, my, my direct line is 703 703- three two four three six two one and we have a great staff that um that works um uh, with our main phone line and that number is 703-324-3201 and with those two we will get any question um, answered so again, I'll I'll just repeat the main number, uh, 703-324-3201. I think earlier in the program, you mentioned the website, fairfaxcounty.gov slash procurement. And you also mentioned the uh, Virginia's uh, electronic site, eva.virginia.gov, as a couple of great online resources, as well as the main number. Uh, and of course, Chris gave you his direct number. If you happen to hear that, you can also hit, hit the rewind button a couple of times and, and get that and call him. A few minutes left. I want to make sure we get back and kind of fully talk about responsible sourcing and, and kind of what that means for Fairfax County. Was there something I, I didn't ask you about resource uh, responsible sourcing or, or something that you really wanted to make sure our, our listeners took away from the program today about the responsible sourcing part yeah. of DPM's mission? Yeah, I, I think responsible and sustainable sourcing, like I said earlier, is, is a really important part of the suppliers, the supply chain that that Fairfax County uses to deliver these mission critical, you know, goods and services. Um, so I, I think it's important to know that we're we're just beginning on the process of 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 moving in the, in this direction. Um, responsible, uh, well, Fairfax, where DPMM has has used this. Um, is built in this program that is asking our key suppliers to uh, conduct a corporate social responsibility assessment. This is a, a C, it's called a CSR assessment, and this information that is um, it, is it being asked of our suppliers really covers a variety of things. Uh, from that the 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 environmental side, we want to know about the energy consumption and uh, the greenhouse gas emissions uh, of our suppliers as they produce the products that we, we buy, um, but also the social aspect, um, labor and human rights. We wanna know if, they, if our suppliers have an anti-discrimination policy. We wanna know if they have procedures in place uh, for a uh, healthy and safe uh, work conditions, paid sick leave. So there's elements uh, that, that the county has valued itself um, uh, the one Fairfax policy. I know you talked to Kambi Zagazi recently mm -hmm. and probably talked about our community uh, climate action planning effort. So we want to try to uh, ask our key suppliers how they are doing in, uh, in the production of these goods and services. And this uh, starting with a CSR assessment and gathering that information is like sort of um, uh, maybe a year ago, 
Fairfax County supply chain almost was like a like a dark room. You, mm-hmm. you couldn't really see how these suppliers were performing upstream. Um, but what we're trying to do is is open that door, crack that door, and turn on a little bit of a light to get a sense of the supplier's responsibility. Um, and sustainability. And eventually we want to use that information to applaud those suppliers, collaborate with those suppliers that are really doing a good job um, and and motivate uh, as much of our supply chain as we can to, mm-hmm. to be as responsible as possible. I think that that's the, the community's value and it should be reflected in the way that, um, that the county spends its money and partners with these companies. Right. Now, the sustainable... Uh... And I know there's more to it because my first thought about sustainable was just ensuring that the county government continued to have the flow of supplies, but that there's more to sustainable than that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's the main thing that's happening right now. But to your point there, I would say this is is um, the, these CSR scores, um, the, the the investment industry uses this kind of information to pick and choose where where their investment dollars go. Um, and what was really interesting is there is some data that came out um, maybe a month ago about the um, impacts, uh, stock performance impacts uh, during the, the COVID emergency. And they showed that the average stock uh, performance dropped at a certain rate, but the the companies that had stronger uh, CSR performance, those uh, those stocks performed in a in a better way. Those those companies mm. ended up being more uh, resilient in this time of emergency. Mm. Um, a lot of a lot of other details in there, but the idea is that not only is sustainability in when I talk about social responsibility and environmental uh, performance. Um, it, important from a like uh, like a, a broad performance perspective, but it also seems to be something that is more resilient, especially in times of crisis. So I'm trying to link those two the two kind of definitions of the of that word together. There, I think Jim, it's it's also sustainability in the way that that you are thinking of it, just continuity of operations. Mm-hmm. The companies that are most responsible tend to to be the most resilient. Interesting and fascinating conversation uh, with Chris today talking about uh, sustainable, uh, responsible procurement, as well as how to do business with Fairfax County. Repeat a couple of uh, resources he mentioned. Uh, They're definitely there to help. Call 703-324-3201. You can go online to fairfaxcounty.gov slash procurement. And again, the eva.virginia.gov website are all resources there for you. Chris, final 30 seconds or so, I'm going to give you the final word, key takeaway, or just something else you'd like for us to know about the Department of Procurement and Materials Management or our topics of conversation today. Yeah, thanks, Jim. I would plug the the uh, responsible and sustainability, uh, responsible and sustainable sourcing initiative that we're doing. There's also a button on our webpage called Sustainable Sourcing. It's on the left side of the screen. Click that button, and you would get to see some really interesting early stats that we have um, out of the suppliers that we've we've already talked to. We know that thirty um, percent of them are outperforming their their industry averages by quite a bit. Ninety mm. percent uh, of them have publicly disclosed climate change um, emissions. So we're really encouraged there. And for anyone that's really interested in that component of, of sourcing, click that link um, and you'll get to see some really interesting info on that initiative. Wow. 
Again, fairfaxcounty.gov slash procurement, that link, as well as others. Chris also mentioned the email us button. If you want to uh, email them instead of doing a phone call, they're more than welcome to do that as well. Chris, a lot of great information, man. Thanks for being on the County Conversation podcast with us today. Jim, thanks for the opportunity. Absolutely. Thanks again to uh, Chris. Thanks to you for joining us. Uh, again, fairfaxcounty.gov slash procurement. Uh, you can email them from that uh, webpage or also call them at 703-324-3201. If you need to get more Fairfax County news and event information, we encourage you to go online to fairfaxcounty.gov news. You may also call 703-Fairfax. That's 703-324-7329 weekdays between 8 a.m. and 4.30 p.m. The County Conversation is produced by the Fairfax County, Virginia Government. 